0: Welcome to the Daily Sports Show Redo. I am your host, Tyler James. Here at the Redo, I've spent my time watching and listening to all the talking heads give their inflated takes on popular topics. Then I pick a few of those topics that I find good, bad, or just plain weird and give them a redo by giving my take without the yelling, pandering, or trying to create a new hot take. Welcome back. It's Tuesday night we just had a big weekend with the NFC championship game and AFC championship game where you know the underdog Kansas City Chiefs managed to just pretty much dominate the Baltimore Ravens and their soon to be two-time MVP Lamar Jackson and on the other side of the country the 49ers With uh, Brock Purdy, who, you know, once again proves he can come from behind. He doesn't have to play with the lead. Came from behind and beat the Detroit Lions, who absolutely were running all over him in the first half and decided not to do that in the second half. We'll talk about that later. Some uh, big things, uh, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for Detroit, who's just had a monster year. You know, he was projected to go to either the commanders or Seattle after the hardball went to the Chargers. But he's decided he's going to stay with Detroit, which is, that's huge news for Detroit fans. You know, you get to keep this office, the offensive coordinator who's just been on fire. Called some really good games for him all year. It's good for Jared Goff, who's looked, you know, like that number one overall pick he was years ago. It's been uh, exciting news. Things are, you know, slowly for the NFL are slowly coming to an end with only one more game to go. Kansas City versus the 49ers You know, it's a rematch from a couple years ago where Mahomes got the best of them. Uh, different Chiefs team now, though, so that'll be exciting to see how that matches up. You know, we got Brock Purdy, and he's no Jimmy Garoppolo. This guy's a certified game changer, game manager. You know, uh, I live out in Vegas, so you know I got this. Got this Super Bowl coming here this year. I got my season tickets for the Raiders, so I get to go to those games during the year when they're, unfortunately, they've been on the t- decline recently, unfortunately. Hopefully, with their the new coaching hire, they'll turn things around, make it a little bit more exciting, or at least make the tickets a little bit more valuable for when I sell them. But interesting story that happened when the stadium was being built that I completely forgot about until, you know, today, really, when I saw... You know the story recirculate back. You know on Facebook, uh, one of the construction workers that was a uh, I guess he's a big Chiefs fan. Supposedly he buried or he poured like into the cement uh, a Go Chiefs Kingdom towel. You know, so that's kind of interesting. It's kind of funny that uh, someone else posted that the Chiefs will get a playoff game in Raider Stadium before the Raiders do nice little throwing some shade there great stuff but that's funny, though I forgot like the guy buried a chiefs flag underneath the stadium and now the chiefs have a chance to win a Super Bowl you know in that stadium crazy how things work out all right let's get into the first topic here and you know it's uh force NFL kind of the fallout of the two games you know who are we pointing the fingers at you know, a lot of players know obviously you look at you know, the most obvious one is Chiefs, Ravens, you know, you got Lamar Jackson. You know, this are saying people were saying this is his year, this is his chance to do it, especially with how down the AFC is, the quarterback play at least, Patrick Mahomes. This was their year to really get one. But, you know, and you got the two time soon to be two time MVP, maybe, maybe they'll be like, Hey, maybe we should go to McCaffrey. I don't know. So, here's Lamar's chance to really rewrite his legacy or the narrative around him in playoff games. But, came up short, you know. Just really not, like his biggest, you know, one of his biggest plays was, you know, his ball got deflected and he caught his own pass and ran for, you know, first down. You know, that was really kind of the, his big highlight. You know, it's just... You know, a lot of people want to point, you know, at Lamar, you know, go now he's two and four. It's, you know, every playoff game, you know, he has a season low. The Ravens do points per game. You know, like his worst games are in the playoffs, which, you know, it's not what you want from a supposedly championship caliber quarterback. But, you know, like I, some people brought it up too, which, which makes more sense to me is instead of pointing at Lamar, you know, you kind of look at the coaches and go, hey, what kind of game plan was that? Because, I mean, we know the type of player that Lamar, Lamar is, like, very dynamic, you know. He can hurt you in so many different ways. But you don't fear him as a passer as much, really. You don't. I mean, if you, if you look go back, you know, a week to the Texans game, I think he was 17 of 23 or 17 of 26. So, not a lot of pass attempts, but... He had four touchdowns, you know, two rushing, two passing. In this game against the Chiefs, he had over 40 dropbacks. I believe it was 43 or 36 pass attempts. I mean, I think he was barely above 50% completion rate. And it's just, you kind of got to wonder, it's like, hey, especially when they're the number one run offense in the league, and they chose to pretty much abandon the run completely. Gus Edwards got three carries. You know, his first carry was 15 yards, and he ended up with only 20 yards with the the next two carries. Justice Hill got three carries as well for three yards, and then Lamar Jackson had eight rushes. Zay Flowers had two rushes. So it's like this is a team that has been so successful with the run all year, and they're playing against the Kansas City defense that's not great against the run. So you think these things are just like really – you know, just echo, hey, pound the ball down their throat over and over again with your the two different backs you have. Let Lamar Jackson make the plays of his feet if he needs to, but that did not seem to be the game plan. I don't know if it was because they went down initially, and crazy stat is they pretty much have not – Lamar Jackson never plays from behind. the thing we've kind of been harping on Brock Purdy, about, like, oh, how does he play from behind? And when we look at it, like for Lamar Jackson, like the very few times, I think it was two times he was played from behind. It was like, man. So I don't know if they the, the game plan went out the window when they were only down seven or down ten points, which really isn't a lot. But yeah, they completely banned the a run. They did uh, what someone said they they asked what uh, him to do, what Josh Allen in Buffalo does, where they just be like, hey, go out there and be. Special with like no real game planning, you let him throw, but he doesn't have the arm talent as Josh Allen, and he's not as big as Josh Allen. And really, the I think the Chiefs really same with the the you know, to the degree of the Texans, they kind of did the same thing where you get that pressure up, up the middle on him and you force him to go, you know, east and west as opposed to letting him just go north and south on you. But I mean, it was just a just real kind of showcase by the chiefs defense who kind of people were putting, you know, saying, thinking the Ravens are going to put like over 30 points on him, but not, not the case whatsoever. I mean, it was pretty much, you know, the Ravens only scored seven points and they got like a field goal very late in the fourth quarter. So it was, they held them to seven points mostly, most the entire game, which is incredible. Uh, so, yeah, but just, uh, you, Lamar, obviously, like we, you know, if you look at this team, you kind of go, okay, five years now, you know, they have the two playoff wins, one playoff win got them to the AFC championship game where they just had a very bad showing. So it's just, uh, you kind of go, who, really, like, is it it Lamar Jackson's fault that this team isn't, you know, succeeding? Probably not. Two-time MVP almost. You just gave him so much money. He's not the problem. You know, the defense is obviously very good. They held Patrick Mahomes to 17 points, so they they in a way did their job. You know, took they didn't score in the second half, so you know there was opportunities there for the offense. Uh, they do they have weapons. They have two good backs. They got Mark Andrews. They have uh, the new tight end Likely, who's been pretty good. Zay Flowers, Grant. He's a rookie, but he's the number one wide re- y- receiver. Uh, Don't love Odell Beckham. You know, I know a couple years ago he had the big game in the Super Bowl more towards ACL and probably would have been probably had a shot at the Super Bowl MVP but didn't. And the Ravens I think brought him on for $15 for the year which I know everyone was really jazzed about that thinking hey this is a huge weapon they're adding. It's like ah yeah maybe if we took the time machine back a couple years. But so the weapons aren't terrible. They're not great. They're Somewhat comparable to the Chiefs, realistically. And you get these two great quarterbacks. I'll take Mahomes though every day until he proven otherwise. But after all that, you know, you look at the team and say, hey, what the problem is, it's the game planning. And who does the game planning? The coaches. What's John Harbaugh doing? You know, what's the offensive coordinator doing? You know, why are you only giving the ball to your running backs six times? In a game like this, like where, you know, it's just, you really, you know, if, I know a lot of players, you look around the league, you know, of team with quarterbacks who lose. I mean, the obvious one is Dak Prescott, who gets so much flack, you know, for, you know, coming up short in the playoffs. But I mean, also Mike Picard takes the heat too. So it's like these two guys take so much heat, but now, you know, we're a little bit softer in the with the hands on Lamar and John Harbaugh. Like I've never heard anyone, Speak negatively about John Harbaugh, be kind of, or question his coaching. But you know, five years in, what are you doing with it? You have this, you know, future Hall of Famer at quarterback. What are you doing with him? Are you going to waste his time, waste his years, not trying to really get to a Super Bowl, be competitive for a Super Bowl? I mean, you know, like a. One well, of the comparisons, uh, Jason McIntyre over on, on uh, The Herd, he has his own podcast as well, made, talked about James. He talked about he's the NFL version of James Harden. Which, you know, there's, there's comparisons there, obviously, with the, the regular season greatness of James Harden, you know, the MVPs, the triple doubles, the crazy amount of points, all stuff he does. But then the playoffs, you know, kind of no shows and they underachieve. You know, that's similar to Lamar, you know, great. Well, I wasn't even a great with like just like he obviously they won us so many games. His stats didn't blow anyone away, as why people were still questioning him about the MVP. But you know, you win all those and you go to the playoffs. Uh he he beat the Texans, which people thought, you know, they were like, Hey, he's proven he can win the playoffs. I wasn't really sold on that, because you know, you beat a rookie head coach, you beat a rookie quarterback who's got rookie receivers that are his best weapons, you know? So it's just, uh, it, that game didn't, wasn't to me. Like I know Lamar had a great game, pretty good game. He had, you know, less than 300 total yards, but he had the four touchdowns. It wasn't a masterpiece of a game by any means, but it was great. Like for him to showcase, Hey, this moment wasn't too big, but once again, that wasn't really a, a tough game since they're, Ravens defense absolutely just shut down the Texans. They didn't have an offensive touchdown there. Any touchdown came from a special teams punt return. So, with me, you can't really. You know, it's a, it's a good comparison with him and James Harden in, in that regard. Though it's easy. I think it's easier for the NBA for individual players to stand out as opposed to a quarterback in the NFL because they have to worry about. Know eleven guys on defense, plus their guys on offense. What they're doing, it's just a little bit more complex, a little more difficulty. But I I agree with the the commentators talking about how you kind of got to look at the coaches on this one. It's really just question their game planning, and maybe in the future, you know, you got to see. You know, no one's on the hot seat, you know, today or tomorrow. But after next year, you know, let's see what happens if you. Another great regular season, which they'll probably have. You know, make the playoffs. Their division could be pretty competitive now with uh, Deshaun Watson if he comes back healthy. Depends what the Steelers want to do if they get get a new quarterback. So that that division's still up in the air. I mean, it wasn't too far off from the Browns this year. But yeah, it'll be definitely be if they if they underachieve again next year. I wonder if. There'll be some some hard conversations in the in the front office. All right, and then the, the late game or the, the afternoon game for them was the 49ers and Lions. That was a really good game. I mean, that was a emotional roller coaster for, I'm sure, both sets of fans. Just watching the Lions just run all over in the first half and just... Yeah, kind of like I at the halftime, I thought it was over. I mean, just like most people did, probably. But sure enough, 49 uh, niners came back. You know, they got some. Obviously, they got some really good break breaks with the the Gibbs fumble. You know, right after the the first play after the kickoff, they had the, the the dropped interception that led to a IU catch that led right to the goal line. It's like, man, hey, you know, like the. The great teams that win it all, they get a few couple breaks here and there. That's what just the way the ball bounces. Um, you know, that one I know a lot of people are hammering Dan Campbell for this, because it is you know, he has that aggressive play style. They went for on a fourth down and more than any other team by far. But statistically they were pretty average at you know, completing it or having those conversions. So it's just because you do it a lot doesn't mean you're good at it. You're pretty average at it. But it's hard to necessarily put too much on them because it's a playoff game. Points are a premium. You know, end of the end of the first half, they settled for the field goal as opposed to trying to punch in the touchdown, which goes against kind of the the narrative that Dan Campbell's preached all year. So that was kind of a, a shift there. Then the second half, you had the two fourth down conversions that didn't convert. But realistically, the first one, you know, hit Reynolds right in the hand. You know, you're a million dollar receiver, you should catch that. I mean, it was it wasn't the perfect ball, but still, it's yeah, you're, you're making enough money to make that catch ten times out of ten. Doesn't get it, you know. And then they come down, fourth downs go down, and score. Then the fumble happens, and they come back, score, tie ball game. But really, they just have. Big thing is too, they just abandoned the run, which is a uh, that was very. You know, they, I think they put up over over hundred yards in the first half on them running the ball. It was it was insane, but they abandoned which you can. That goes on the coaching stuff. was like, what do you 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 saw the you saw the formula how to get the answer? Just run the ball down their throat. They couldn't handle it. You know, I don't know if it was because Gibbs fumbled the ball that they just really it scared them away from it. Uh, fumbles happen; it's unfortunate, but you got to keep pounding it when you're having that much success. Uh, I said though that Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator, is coming back for next year, so it's gonna be good for the team. You know, it's gonna be. Will it be back in this position? You know, I bet no, because it's not only is it super hard to get to this position. You know, back-to-back years. You look at their division; how good that's looking. I mean, Jordan Love and the Packers, they've really just, you know, foot on the gas. Now they are just – Jordan Love's coming to his own as a franchise quarterback That's what he looks like at least at the end of the year. Uh, Minnesota's always right there as long as their quarterback doesn't get hurt. And you got to wonder what Chicago is going to do with their draft pick. You know, are they picking Caleb Williams or are they going to trade it? I don't know. It's That'll be so there's a potential for a good young quarterback to come there and be dynamic maybe they also pick up Marvin Harrison Jr so big receiver with the you know hot shot young quarterback and think it happens so that division's going to be real interesting here in the next couple months but overall I you know it was a great weekend of football both games were just competitive and it leads to a great narrative for uh this coming Super Bowl but uh if you give it a little like matchup now you look at the how well the Chiefs are able to run the ball. and you look at what the 49ers, how they just kind of got ran over there. So, I mean, Isaiah Pacheco, man, he's becoming a absolute star in the running back position. And For a while, it was kind of like, ugh, kind of an afterthought. But now he is a true gamer. He's incredible. That's yeah, going to be uh, interesting to watch how the 49ers try to slow him down and you got to say, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey looks amazing. He's looking like prime Kelsey. Rasheed Rice has just, you know, become an absolute number one receiver. It's going to be a great matchup. And, you know, I'll talk about Brock Purdy here more in depth in a minute. But uh, he's been absolutely clutch, you know, back-to-back bad first halves. But just when his team needs him to be the man, he's the man. Right, I'm, gonna take a couple, I'm gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna be right back to you. And talk to you some about some Brock Purdy. All right, we are talking Brock Purdy and just his absolute hero mode in the second half there of the game. You know, team's down seventeen points going into the halftime. Just you know, Eminem's up there celebrating. You know, Detroit's rocking. But Brock Purdy comes out and just, you know, of course they had some things go their way. But, you know, this has been the <clears throat> thing people wanted to see from Brock Purdy was. And that was the big hit on him because he's playing with such good players. And he's always ahead. You know, can he play from behind? Like, truly behind. You know, he did it against the Packers. Came back, you know, kind of a mediocre game the entire time. But then that last drive, he comes back and boom, gets him in the end zone. This one just... Clear, you know, game changer esque performance. You know, it came out, made the big throws. He got the couple breaks, yes, but, you know, he's out there doing things with his feet that we didn't necessarily think he could do or we're worried about him doing. He was picking up so much yardage on the ground. He was absolutely making the plays. And, you know, he was, you know, the. He struggled early, but that's what it's all about for these guys who want to go down as, you know, great quarterbacks. Is Can you find a way to overcome, you know, your bad performance and then just forget about it and go out there and make the plays? You know, he did what we thought Lamar Jackson would be able to do. You know, just put the team on his back and make the plays happen. Obviously, though, Christian McCaffrey was, had an insane game. You, know, you can't. That's. I'm still rocking with McCaffrey as the MVP. That's what it should be, in my opinion. But um, Brock Purdy, you know, he's clearly a very good quarterback. You can probably throw him in there in the top five, top seven quarterbacks right now. He's definitely easily a franchise quarterback. And you got to wonder, you know, if he does go on to the Super Bowl, what's that going to do to the team? Because, you know, obviously he's going to – you still, you know, you got a couple of years for really to worry about contract, but if he wins you a Super Bowl and then, you know, keeps performing this well, you're going to have to pay this man a lot, especially as another MVP caliber season. You know, he's going to be up there with, you know, the highest paid guy eventually when his number gets pulled. And what's that going to do for McCaffrey, for Debo, for Ayuk, for Bosa, for Young? I mean, there's so many stars across the. You know, the roster that need to get paid top dollar. But it's going to be interesting to see in a couple of years how that all pans out. But as for now, you know, you got Mystery Relevant out there making all the plays you expect to number one overall pick to make. And it's, uh, you know, he's, you know, the whole game manager, game changer, you know, controversial take, whatever you want to call it. You know, I feel, like, I feel like people have said the whole game manager label isn't necessarily a negative. I know it's taken that as that because when you think of a game manager, you're thinking of uh, I want a court. It's you have a quarterback who you're asking not to turn the ball over, not to make mistakes, and just kind of stick to the script. And then, you know, hopefully the team wins. And, you know, for me, I, for game manager, you know, it's someone who knows when to stay on script and when to when you got to go off script to make things happen. That's exactly what Brock Purdy's been. I mean, if you're playing with the lead, you don't need to be, you know, running 40 yards, you know, behind the screen line of scrimmage before you go and try to make a five yard, you know, scramble for, you know, third down and still not pick up the first down. So yeah, he seems to really know when just you know to, to manage the game and to win to take over the game, which is that's what you want out of your star quarterbacks. So the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. You know he definitely has his moments where he puts the Superman cape on and goes to work, but for the most part, it seems like at least this year, like he's just been doing his do and Doesn't have to need to take huge risks, protect the ball, you win the game. You know, it's cool to have the you know you avoid the sack and you break out of it and you throw the 80-yard bomb that gets, you know, caught in the end zone, you win the game. That's fantastic. But that's super sexy. But even better is when you just walk your team, you know, 75 yards down the field and 12 plays, have an eight minute drive and score. That's elite stuff. That just really just snatches the soul out of the defense. And that's kind of what Brock Purdy was able to do. I mean, he was able to, Keep drives alive, make the big plays we needed to. It was just a real, not necessarily a masterpiece because that first half was bad, but the second half was just elite stuff. And, you know, you're going to wonder how they're going to fare. Because, granted, it was against Detroit's defense that is, you know, bottom tier. They have some good pass rush, but that's really really Aiden Hutchinson. So let's see how they adjust for this really tough uh Kansas City defense it's going to be an interesting game it's going to be it's going to be great hopefully it's uh it's a great game hopefully it's not a one-sided blowout or you know it's hopefully it's just kind of back and forth close game the entire time all right that's all I got for you thanks for listening Thanks for listening to the Daily Sports Show Redo. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'll see you next time.